Hey friends, welcome to a brand new podcast called Save the Drama for Your Shama. Um, this actually used to be a YouTube series of um, me basically filming episodes talking about films and television shows I watched and giving my overall thoughts and feelings of them. Um, but the problem is, is that lately I've been having major technical difficulties filming these episodes, in addition to the fact that, like, it takes a lot for me to actually sit down in front of the camera and film, um, so it just got to be a little bit too much, so I decided to move the format over to, um, podcasts. So basically, I can um, put out more content in the way that I really want to. So um, a little bit about me, if you are not familiar with the YouTube series at all. My name is Shama Kassin. I am a retiring working actor. Um, I'm not like a mega star or anything like that. I mostly do theater. And then I do do a lot of background work because it still pays the bills. Um, so just basically seen in the background, but never heard. Um, and I do do featured parts every once in a while, but once again, I'm not speaking in those roles. Um, and then in addition to that, I do have some technical training in film and video production. And I did a little bit of um, PR assistant work back in 2019. So I just kind of have like a few different hats that I wore over the years and have a little bit of insight into um, how these productions are being made and, you know, like little insider stuff. So it, it's good that I have this platform now that I can kind of share my insights on. And today, I actually do not want to talk about a film. I'm going to save that for Wednesday because Wednesday is my birthday and I have a special birthday episode planned. Um, but the news broke today about the Golden Globes being canceled on NBC for the year 2022. And I just really kind of wanted to dig in to the whole scandal surrounding the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and the Golden Globes. Um, so... All of my sources cited are from the Los Angeles Times, the Indie Wire, and Deadline Hollywood. Um, so just so if you wanted to go to those sites and read up on that information, you most definitely can. That's where I got all of my sources and my quotes from. So just so we're clear on that, no plagiarism here. Um, so basically, what is going on with the Golden Globes? Well, back in February... 2021, I would say, what was it, the 21st or the 22nd, there was an expose article written by the Los Angeles Times about um, corruption inside of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, um, and especially surrounding the production Emily and Paris from Netflix. If you haven't watched that show, I haven't, um, but I am going to check it out. But there are issues regarding that in addition to um, issues surrounding journalists that um, were perfectly eligible to join the Hollywood Foreign Press, but they were excluded um, because this was all surrounding an antitrust lawsuit that was dismissed between um, Norwegian journalist Chris Kirsti Flaw 
um, and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So that's kind of where it all started. And that lawsuit was dismissed back in November of 2020. So we're basically going back to November 2020 up until February when this Los Angeles Times expose was released. Um, so let me read the quote. This was an IndieWire. I'm going to read the quote for you. Um, about they talk about the expose of the Los Angeles Times and this is what was said. So she accused the organization of a culture of corruption and claimed the tax-exempt organization operated as a kind of cartel, barring um not borrowing, barring qualified applicants including herself and monopolizing all important press access while improperly subsidizing its members' income. The IndieWire goes on to say, Flaw's suit exposed potential ethical conflicts and instances of self-dealing, and the LA Times story held that questions persist around the Insular Association's legitimacy, the qualifications of its members, and its ethics. So, that's basically the starting point of this article and what was going on with the HFPA. Now, this is a continuation of um, what was going on with um, what was inside of that article. So the investigation largely focuses on the validity of Golden Globes nominations, which have often proved controversial. The report says there is a widespread belief in Hollywood that Globes voters can be wheedled and swayed with special attention and access to A-list stars before detailing a luxury trip to Paris that Paramount Network, the original producers of Emily in Paris, gave to more than 30 members of the HFPA. The trip included a two-night stay at the Five Star Peninsula Paris Hotel, where rooms currently start at around $1,400 a night. That's $1,400 a night, okay? A whole stimmy check, all right? A night. And a news conference and lunch at the Musée des Arts Foraines, a private museum filled with amusement park rides dating to 1850 where the show was shooting, the report read. I'm sure I probably butchered that. I was never good at French, so I do apologize. Um, so um, in addition to the whole whining and dining of these members and taking them, like flying them out basically to Paris and, um, you know, inviting them to set and taking them to extravagant places and uh, putting up, putting, bleh, I can't even talk today, putting them up in like lavish accommodation. Um, it makes sense why this past year was the year that Emily and Paris uh, a lot of people said Emily in Paris, but it's Emily in Paris, um, got so many nominations. Now, I have not seen this show. However, I have read um, numerous reviews about Emily in Paris and like feedback from other people just like in social media channels where the show isn't bad, but it's not of the caliber to have this many Golden Globes nominations, basically. Like, this isn't a show that they would consider to be on that level of attention, basically. 
So that's really why there was such a huge controversy surrounding it. Because it's like, okay, you have Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You, which is a work of art, compared to Emily and Puri, you know? And it was just like, okay, there's issues here. So in addition to that report, they had found that the HFPA had no black members. I actually wasn't able to find what exactly the breakdown in demographic was between the HFPA. Like, um, clearly there's no black members, but are there any members of color or are they just predominantly Caucasian? And in addition to that, how many of them are men or identify as men compared to women and or who identify as women and non-binary people? Um, so I feel like that's a big question that needs to be answered, but I, I don't have that info. Only the HFPA does, and I think the LA Times does too. Um, but a, a lot of their stuff is behind paywall, so and I'm not paying to get behind the paywall to find that exact answer basically <laughs> um you know maybe if the show was successful and i get good sponsorships and make a little bit of money i'll be able to do that but as of right now i do not have that information for you um so in addition to that so that happened it was revealed that there was no black members in the hfpa so Time's Up launched a protest against the HFPA for um, its lack of diversity. And I, I do try to stay with um, Time's Up and also their critics page as well. So I get um, info from their critics uh, like publicity run to bring more um, people of color and women of color and black women into the mix of um, film and television critiquing. So Every once in a while, I may say, like, hey, there's an upcoming show um, that I got, like, a PR review for, so let's dig into it. Um, that's where it's coming from. It's coming from Time's Up. Um, and then, because of this protest by Time's Up and a number of the stars behind it, the, the HFPA um, released a statement in March promising to improve diversity efforts across the board and they hired a diversity advisor and their name is Dr. Sean Harper, um, basically a USC professor and founder of the USC Race and Equity Center to serve as a strategic diversity advisor. And amongst his responsibilities, it's to conduct an audit and review of the association's bylaws, culture, and eligibility requirements um, to help us guard against any exclusionary practices and achieve a more diverse membership and to create and conduct a series of anti-racism and unconscious bias training for our members. Um, and that's also a quote from the Indie Wire. Now, the problem with that is, is that the diversity consultant quit. He quit. Dr. Harper quit. Um, it was just too much. Like, basically saying that, like, it was more than he can chew, bit off more than he can chew. In addition to the fact that, like, um, there's just a lot of policy and issues in place that were just uh, completely beyond repair. So just to give you insight into how problematic the HFPA really is. So I'm going to take a little bit of a water break and then I'm going to come back and tell you the rest.
Okay, I'm back. So, the diversity advisor quit. Now, before the diversity advisor quit, something else broke out from the HFPA. Um, one of their members and the former eight-term president of the HFPA, Philip Burke, sent an email that was revealed um, that declared Black Lives Matter, the movement, is a racist hate movement and criticized co-founder Patrice Colors for recent real estate purchases and calling her a trained Marxist. Now, I have thoughts and feelings on Patrice Colors, but this is neither the time nor the place for that. Um, but you would have to follow a number of the activists on social media um, who have spoken about the Black Lives Matter movement and what can be improved. And black activists, I'm, I'm not talking about non-black activists. I'm talking about black people within our community um, who are speaking out like for Black Lives Matter. Um, but as far as Philip Burke is concerned, um, like, he had no right to say what he did about Patrice. Like, that that was not his place. It, not to mention the fact that, like, dude, like, you're a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press. What does Black Lives Matter have to do with you? Absolutely nothing. Why are you saying anything? You know, mind the business that pays you. Um, so... Because of that, Burke was expelled by the HFPA, and then not that long after that, Dr. Harper quit being the diversity consultant for the HFPA. Um, so in addition to that, NBC also distanced themselves from Philip Burke. They're, you know, like, of course, condemning, like, what he said. They did not want to be associated with him. And then... Um, Later, and this came from Deadline Hollywood, this next piece, is that basically the PR firm that represents Sunshine Sachs, and I know this from working as an assistant, I used to see their emails all the time for the Golden Globes Awards, um, may be distancing themselves from the Golden Globes and the HFPA because it's just, it's beyond the pale, you know what I mean? And it's bad, you know, especially since a PR agency is... Um, one of the things that they're best at is crisis management and uh, trying to create a positive image and kind of spin things um, that maybe are like not so great about their clients into something positive. So if they're like, hey, this is beyond our scope and we need to go, that, that's, that's definitely an issue, okay? So in addition to that, um, Scarlett Johansson and Mark Ruffalo spoke out against the HFPA, and these are both quotes that were utilized in Deadline, so I want to read them to you, um, basically from their mouth. So I'll start with Scarlett Johansson, and this is from Deadline. As an actor promoting a film, one is expected to participate in award season by attending press conferences as well as award shows, Johansson said in her statement. In the past, this has often meant facing sexist questions and remarks by certain HFPA members that bordered on sexual harassment. It is the exact reason why I, for many years, refused to participate in their conferences. The HFPA is an organization that was legitimized by the likes of Harvey Weinstein to amass momentum for Academy recognition and the industry followed suit. 
Unless there is necessary fundamental reform within the organization, I believe it is time that we take a step back from the HFPA and focus on the importance and strength of unity within our unions and the industry as a whole. And she's, she's not wrong. There's definitely um, maybe not questions from the HFPA because obviously she didn't attend those conferences, but there are plenty of videos of her being interviewed where reporters are asking very inappropriate questions of her. So I can see why if you know a group to be that is problematic, why you would not want to put yourself in that position to be able to, um, you know, get harassed by these reporters. Like that's, that's not okay. Um, so now this is Mark Ruffalo's quote in deadline, okay? It's discouraging to see the HFPA, which has gained prominence and profited handsomely from their involvement with filmmakers and actors, resist the change that is being asked of them from many of the groups that have been the most disenfranchised by their culture of secrecy and exclusion, Ruffalo said in a statement to Deadline. Now is the time to step up and right the wrongs of the past. Honestly, as a recent winner of a Golden Globe, I cannot feel proud or happy about being a recipient of this award. Our industry is embracing the opportunity for greater equality in this beautiful moment, he added. It is not perfect and long overdue, but it is clear what must happen and how. The justice movement is offering all of us, the HFPA and every other entertainment entity, a good way forward. We should all follow suit. It is our audiences and our highest sense of decency that we are ultimately serving with these changes. They are both deserving. Which makes sense. Once again, like I said, I'm a retiring working actor. Never really got to this level where I would be considered for any sort of award. But I could understand where if you feel like you received this award not on good terms or not because of actual merit, it's like, what do you do with that? Like, I wouldn't even be able to look at it. Like, I would have to, like, put it in a box somewhere or like put it out for a yard sale because it means nothing now. It means absolutely nothing. So and that's not to say that Mark Ruffalo didn't like put in the hard work. And believe it or not, I actually like went up to be seen for that show. I actually like traveled all the way up to Poughkeepsie to be seen and hopefully get a speaking part, which that didn't happen. But I was out there. So I do know like, um, you know, like the quality of work that he puts in so if he's saying like hey I know I worked really hard but I don't think I was like the most deserving of this award and I feel like you probably bypassed someone to give me this award I don't really want it you know so I, I do feel really bad for him and I feel bad for Scarlett Johansson um so of course with that if you do remember the scandal that kind of came out like, what was it, 2016 or 2017, whichever year that Lady Bird was nominated and Greta Gerwig should have been nominated as Best Director for the Hollywood Foreign Press, but she wasn't nominated at all. It was like an entire body of men, including Guillermo del Toro, because he was the one that actually won for The Shape of Water, um, which, like, he's a sweetheart. I, like, I have not seen or heard anything bad about him I could be wrong but um it just seemed like 
when when Natalie Portman basically um, pointed out the fact that it was an all-male body of directors that were nominated, um, some people took that as an invite to attack the directors and not the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which is the actual voting body of the Golden Globes. Like, I get it. Like, it is kind of frustrating because it's just like they're there and they're present. But, like, um, like the production companies and the studios put those films up for consideration. Like, they don't really do it themselves. Um, so, it was weird. And then what was also weird was that people directed a lot of their ire at Guillermo del Toro, which at the time when he won, that was when we were under our previous leadership that had a huge issue against Latinos and Mexicans specifically. Um, so it was kind of strange. It was just like, ooh, I don't, I don't know if this is the right direction we should be he heading in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's be mad at the HFPA. They were the ones that committed this atrocity. Like, let's be upset with them. And I feel that Natalie Portman was right for what she said. So I'm not taking this out on her either. Um, it's just, it was just a weird dynamic that I noticed where they were attacking the directors instead of the voting body. So I hope, um, that gets recognized now with this expose and what's going on, that people are starting to see that it's really the HFPA's fault, really. Um, so now, you know, the Golden Globes is not going to be airing next year. And like, what is that going to look like it'll be a normal Sunday night you know um like there's no gowns no beautiful gowns no you know what I mean no speeches nothing like that which is fine I mean like personally I think they're kind of glorified office parties already like just send an email and release a statement hey they won um and then send their trophy in the mail I think that's a thing that probably should be done going forward. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I actually kind of question our need for award shows now anyway. I mean, especially after the pandemic happened, especially after the Oscars um, that aired most recently and the fact that they filmed the Oscars at Union Station. Uh, the film that won Best Picture was Nomadland about homeless people. Union Station has a huge homeless population that stays there because they don't really have anywhere else to go. And, like, all of the homeless population basically got pushed out so that they can have this beautiful, frivolous award ceremony to celebrate a film about homelessness. Like, <laughs> you know, when you put it into that perspective, like, it just it starts not to make sense anymore. Like, yeah, like people just want to be recognized for their accomplishments in cinema and television. Um, you know, a lot of these people really do like work super, super hard. And I've worked on sets before, like even though I'm a background actor, you're still working on set with um, major stars and like the whole production crew and directors and stuff. There, There's a, a lot of legs that go into making a production what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, I just feel like there's a better process of recognizing these groups that don't rely on this kind of weird politics and racism that we have going on. 
uh, within these award shows. In addition to the fact that, like, the industry as a whole is basically going through reckoning right now. Like, you know, there's the expose about Scott Rudin that came out recently. And, um, you know, like, there's the exposés coming out with Pay Up Hollywood. And the fact that we're not paying, like, our crew and our assistants and we're not paying them well enough. Like, like the writers are not getting paid well enough. Um, you know... Janet Mock recently was speaking about, like, the money that she was making per episode of working on Pose and just the fact that, like, she really wasn't getting her flowers, you know what I mean? And Ryan Murphy is, like, putting out shows left and right. It's like there's there's plenty of money to go around and it's not getting siphoned um, off correctly, you know what I mean? And especially to marginalized groups are not really getting their fair cut. So I completely understand why we're going through what we're going through right now. And I hope that we can keep moving forward with meaningful change. I'm not going to hold my breath on it. I'm, I'm not going to get too excited, but I hope that this is at least the first steps in recognizing that there are things going wrong within this industry. So with that being said, I am going to leave this episode here for now, and I will talk to you again on Wednesday, and we'll talk about my special birthday episode. So I will talk to you then. Take care.